With one division over, we move our sights squarely onto Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Welcome to the Two Dudes Movie Podcast, where we discuss Disney's unofficial sequel to the hit movie, Frenemies. Yes, I say Frenemies because (laughs) if no one ever saw the Bella Thorne Zendaya Disney Channel original movie Frenemies, I think this is actually just going to be a spin-off and I would love to have a cameo from those characters appear here. I'll I'll be Uh, honest with you, I think you may be stretching a little bit seeing as Zendaya is technically already in the MCU as MJ. And maybe she'll be confirmed as having been MJ undercover in that role. Okay, <laughs> One Division had my hopes pretty high. I think I'm gonna pin my hopes even higher for a, a Disney Frenemies crossover. I, I think you are gonna be completely disappointed in that. I hope I am. I'd be pretty concerned if if I will tell you what if I don't even know what I can promise to do if a Frenemies character <laughs> appeared officially as a crossover in Falcon of the Winter Soldier. But boy, would I be uncomfortable. I'd be sitting there. We will record a special. 12 hour episode where we just oh no here's no, what we'll do here's we'll what we'll do, do. A commentary on we'll do frenemies. a disney frenemies commentary <laughs> um preview commentary and post view and we'll do that i have never even heard of frenemies really i, I know it exists but I, never, I don't even know what it's about it's on disney plus hit it up it's not that bad to be fair um right. this isn't there's about a dog frenemies that can anyway, it is but the marvel frenemies yeah, but it, it it's a dog, there's a dog that could skateboard, so he could quite easily fit into the superhero front. He could be like, he can't be Dog Man because Dog Border that could be his name, and he like skateboards and he's a dog. James, you I'm, done with I'm me yet? You wanna you, you wanna I, call I it really a day? Worry about you. <laughs> I think we've covered most of Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, so saying that, and I do kind of want to say this, it's nothing to do with really just the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but maybe in terms of future of MCU, this is something I would like to see, is some of the, not minor characters, but non-superhero characters crossing over into other series, like we saw with Cat Dennings and Jimmy Woo in... Um... So what you mean is you'd like them to do Cat like, Dennings and Jimmy Woo? No, 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 because I'd love like I'd love to see MJ some for some reason just pop up in a different property. Say, I don't know... I don't know, they're walking through... Well, the, maybe not MJ, because it's probably a bit contrived, but later on down the line, maybe. But, like, I, I would like to see some of these lesser characters. It doesn't have to be a massive cameo from a, a uh, like, superhero actor in there. It can be Happy Hogan going into Spider-Man. It can be just these little crossovers that just kind of show we are in the same world as everything else. I think he's a really nice way of just kind of interconnecting things. Yeah, I, th- I think something that's clear, and, and it kind of, I, be- I believe, I guess I guess actually, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier was the first time we had two Avengers, well, I guess Hawkeye, but he didn't count because he wasn't an Avenger yet, was, was the first Hawkeye. time, and then we moved even further with Thor and Hulk in Thor yeah. Ragnarok, and now we know we're going to have Wanda in Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in Thor... Mm-hmm. Um, we're having Miss Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. I think the MCU is moving more to... So so we can't make a Monica Rambeau movie, but she'll have a part of this. I think yeah. the shows and and 
in fact, I feel the movies are becoming these crossover events where everyone appears. You will not have one character now appear in yeah. a movie. And I feel like the TV shows are where we spin off and we look at a couple of characters, one character. We've got Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision focusing on two Avengers each, but then we've got Loki squarely focused on him. We've got Ms. Um, Marvel. Avenger? Would I say who? Would you say the Winter Soldier's an Avenger? I'd say there's two main characters from the movies being represented in a show as opposed to Loki, which only has one main character, if you want to be pedantic. I'm going to be. Yeah, I can tell. Says the person um, who questioned the logic of what Vision was doing in the last episode of WandaVision. Yes, I'm going I to be stand pedantic, thank you. Hashtag, he should have blown up. <laughs> can we get that hashtag trending, please? I need vindication. Um... I love Falcon as a character. Same. I love Anthony Mackie. I think he's brilliant. I, I think Anthony Mackie has been burdened with being Chris Evans' side piece for too long. I mean, I it's think, not exactly a horrible role to have. No, but I think he is excellent. I think he makes the role existent, if you will. And I think the MCU is pretty good across this. The little... The MCU is pretty good about this across the board, which is where they make characters that could feel insignificant or undervalued have that intrinsic value to the characters around them. You have Falcon being the Hawkeye. What Hawkeye was to the Avengers, Falcon was to Captain America in a way that he would just follow and support him and be that sort of... He would always question, but whatever decision Cap made, he'd be there to support him. Yeah, and I think the other thing it also that Anthony Mackie also brings to it, and I think actually this is something that, as you say, Marvel have done quite well in general, is making these maybe characters that have been portrayed a bit goofy or very different in other series, say uh, Falcon, for example. I remember my first, I can't remember if it came out after uh, Captain America and the Wind Soldier or whether it was beforehand, but I always remember the Avengers TV show uh, from like, might have been 2013, 2012, where Falcon was in it and he was a tech genius and it was very much, he was Tony Stark's protege, but he was kind of a bit of a nerd. And seeing that version of Falcon and then seeing the version of Falcon we have with Anthony Mackie, he has made a character which, for me, always came off a bit goofy and a bit weird and Mm. with a very strange um, outfit. And I think that's definitely something that... um, Marvel have done really well with his updating those outfits, and he's they've made him quite cool. Anthony Mackie is a hundred percent a much cooler character than I'd say most other people in the MCU. I'd say the only person for me who he is comparable to on level of, oh, this guy's the kind of guy you want to hang out with because he's going to have quips, he's going to have, um, you know, he's going to make sure he knows exactly what to say at exactly the right moment. The only person I could probably compare that to is Chadwick Boseman's. Um, Black Panther. The the two of those two, I'm like, I want to be in a room with these people, just having a conversation with people and taking a piss and having a laugh because they're just cool. They seem like, pretty I'm fun. not a cool person, so this is definitely probably not. The I can confirm of cool. that statement. <laughs> but like Anthony Mackie has genuinely done that, and I think he's going to be really interesting. I think he's the perfect character to place against, well, alongside. Um, the serious stoicness of Bucky Barnes. Um, and I think that, like, if you go back to Civil War, the, their relationship 
on screen and off screen is just one to be admired. Um, and I'm, I genuinely think this is going to be another amazing showcase of some brilliant acting. Um, yeah. And just some, yeah, hilarity, I reckon, at points. So I must say, I must confess, having seen the trailer, I have concern, mm-hmm. which I think is well-founded and, and comes from a, a loving place that this is going to be potentially quite cringy. I worry that if you put the writing that they're being presented with, and I think the actors will do it, I think the actors will, but you have to have the directing and the the tone of the show has to be supported by the performance. The performance mm. cannot just exist because take the staring contest scene that we see in the trailer. I think that is very much at odds with everything, all the action. I can't imagine having an yeah, action scene that's and very... then we just cut to them staring and it's chopping between them the way it does. Yeah. It it's not that it won't work. I'm saying that's where I think this show will fall down is it tries to be a comedy or yeah. an action comedy rather than a political thriller. Yeah, and I think and I, I think this is the thing is that's very much on par. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, Anthony Mackie's Xbox advert, which is yes. set in the world that it's it's that kind of comedy. It's subversion because yeah. you you expect it to be you expect these guys to be quite. Serious, serious. Well, I know that, as I said, I know I said Anthony Mackie's quite quippy and he's, he's he's quite funny. But I think still in a serious setting, you go back to as I say, he's Winter Soldier. Yeah, he's he's sarcastic. He's not like he's not Spider Man. Like he's not that level of quippy. He's sarcastic and well, well, he's not wit. going for a joke. He just makes comments. Yeah, exactly. But this is very much a. I'm playing this so seriously, but it's a joke, and it it doesn't quite work. I'm yeah. I must admit, going into this, I don't know obviously about those kind of moments, but going into this, I'm very much expecting a basically Captain America: Winter Soldier series, like that movie, the tone of it, the way that it worked, the way that it was shot, um, the way that it was written into. A, se- a series it's that kind of spy level the same as what we i think we're expecting with black widow but those moments would not fit in that film if they don't fit in that film i don't feel like they fit alongside what they're going for in this series now i might be mm-hmm. wrong and that like that scene may be cut like that and not actually be the way it turns out um yeah. or it might just be a case of it's you know, Marvel are like they'll sometimes put shots in trailers that don't actually happen in, in the movie. Um, yeah. So it could be like that, but I get what you're saying. I'm ready to see it in context, I think. I'm not mm. saying it looks cringy. I'm saying it, I, I worry it has the potential to be. And I think if if we've seen as little of this show um, as we had seen of WandaVision, I think this is this looks to be a very exciting show. Mm. Um, and I think there will be twists and turns and excitement. I think, I hope the, a lot of the jokes in this show are in this trailer. The balance is way off. There's way more jokes mm. in the trailer than there are in the show. That would make me happy. I want Captain America the Winter Soldier with with more politics, yeah. with more debates and conversations about the morality of certain things, the choice of who should be Captain America. The answer, of yeah. course, is Falcon. He was yeah. given the shield. He's boss. He's cool. He's my man. My Anthony Mackie is the best. 
Also, Anthony Mackie is great in lots of stuff, not he just is. this. I remember first seeing him in um, Eight Mile. Brilliant. I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to watch Eight Mile. It's so good. But the other the other part of this dueling duo, mm. the other part of this fantastical friendship. Here we go. Can you get a third? The other part of this. The other part of this plutonic oh. partnership. Oh. That one was good. I'm proud of that one. Um, also, it's definitely not platonic. No. Fight me. You know. What are you going to do? You told me it was Mephisto and it wasn't, so go on. See, see what I say to this. That, that's my hype. If if there is no romantic tension between Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, I'll be hugely disappointed. I'll cry about it. Um, God, I would love that. That would be amazing. That, be that so would genuinely. I remember seeing. I think I've seen a post today actually, um, with obviously the picture of Sharon Carter, mm-hmm. and they were discussing about relationships because she had a relationship with um, Captain America, and there was just this. Sorry, she didn't have a relationship. Well, no, but as in like, there she, was a potential relationship they, there. There was not a potential relationship. That is his. That is just wrong. It's wrong now, but like no. okay, back in it Civil was, War, it was a bit iffy. No, but... it was wrong in Civil War because of the fact that she is his. She is his love's niece, or whatever she is. Yeah, but his love's also 90. Which makes it weirder, anyway, don't you think? the question was whether, the any of, whether either Falcon or Wind Soldier would have a relationship with Sharon Carter. And I'm like, no. Dude, why? Why does this... This show does not need a relationship in it. Yes, it does. It needs Falcon and Winter Soldier relationship. <laughs> I would also accept Winter Soldier and Zemo. Um, wow! That and if someone could find me some fat out of that, you know, I'll be happy. Dude, <laughs> I'll be you've got satisfied. some weird fantasies. I'm, I'm worried for you. I don't. I don't. It's not my fantasy. I just think it'd be. I mainly just think it would annoy people, and I'd enjoy that. I'd enjoy knowing that people are really, really upset about it, <laughs> and I'd that. be like, "Why? They're just in love. They've clearly set up this romantic tension. They haven't. They haven't done that. But, but I'll just say it to wind them up more. <laughs> um, also, be prepared for that. I will be. Defend it. I will be standing this relationship to the end of time. God damn it. Um, enough of me annoying people because it's fun. Oh, so um, let's go on to other things you're going to annoy people on, yeah. I want to talk about hype before we get into everything else about this show. Yeah. And I want to temper people's expectations. We are aware this show was supposed to come out in August 2020. Obviously, this was delayed because of a pandemic and reshoots meant it got pushed past one division in the release schedule. Mm hmm. My point on that basically is nothing, even even more so than one division, nothing world-ending, world-changing. Uh, I believe is going to happen. It will be impactful, but I don't I think believe... it will be. Like I, for me, there's less hype around the world impact of this one than there is one division because True. of the power levels of the people in it. I think this will be like. Because of the way the MCU seems to be going in terms of the mysticism, in terms of the space stuff, um, I do believe that a lot of the Earth stuff is going to be more, not subdued, but it'll be more at-home-based kind of thing. Like, it's it's the level of comparison, I'd say, from your friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man to your Iron Man. The, the, the threat levels are going to be lower, the impact's going to be lower, but it will still be a really interesting addition to the MCU. Well, I think... I think... And I said this with one division, that that one division you could basically cut one division yeah. and have a scene. And yes, you lose all the character development, but in terms of plot development, nothing will change. And I feel exactly the same about 
this show. Um, but I feel this show will handle it better because... There's no expectation of it? No, because what I think the end point of this show, which will be we will get Falcon, because I believe it will be Falcon as Captain America, and I believe he will be in his Captain America suit by the end of this show, what they doesn't change the continuity yeah. of movies because at the end Falcon becomes... Yeah. At the end of Endgame, Falcon does become it. And I think... Zemo will end up in prison again, sort of yeah. thing. Or maybe still on the run, but I think wherever Zemo is, either you think he's in prison at the end of Endgame, or he's out at the end of Endgame, will stay yeah, exactly so like, the same. The velocity and this of this a, series will be zero, sort of thing. It won't this it will will be an, go full circle. This will be an adventure they... Sorry, this will be an adventure they refer to mm. as a, oh, remember that time we went to Budapest? Yeah, kind of like comics, how they work. Yeah, but... Well, it's like Budapest in the MCU, but rather yeah. than it being non-existent, it will now exist. And so the TV fans will be, ah, oh, that's that's that show, that's that show they're in. And mm-hmm. movie fans will then be pushed towards this external media going, oh, well, I want to see more of Falcon as Captain America. Yeah. I'll watch this show. Almost like signposting, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited because I'm, I'm very excited for Falcon to be Captain America. And I'm very excited of the journey they're gonna go on to get him there. Obviously, with the what what will clearly be brought up in this show, and I'd be very disappointed in the show if it didn't. Yeah, the um, racial question of should mm-hmm. Captain America be a black man is that is that something America is one ready for, two something that America wants, and three something that America needs. Okay, yeah. Well, the thing about that as well is the fact that. The answer to that is quick, is very quickly, yes, he should be black. He shouldn't be... It doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't matter at all. I know. I don't, I don't care. But but they do need that, to have that discussion. And I'm very perception. much looking forward to all the haters that we're going to completely shut down as soon as they start going, oh, he shouldn't be black. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day... I, I agree. It doesn't matter. I don't care. But I want the discussion to be had because I want oh, yeah. the argument to be made to those people that exist both in the, con- the contextual movie tv show universe that are against this but to also all the real people who consider this wrong who consider um white supremacy to be an idea mm-hmm. i want to see their favorite franchise make the point that you are wrong and make it not only have characters mm-hmm. of color appear but specifically tell them that a black man will be captain america yeah. If they do not make Falcon Captain America without at least going into this, mm-hmm. if they go into it and something happens, fine. But if they do not address this and don't make Falcon uh, Captain America, I will genuinely be at odds with the MCU and find it problematic. Yeah, because I think it's quite interesting that we've not seen any discussion i'd say inside of the mcu obviously there's been discussion outside of the mcu in terms of any kind of prejudiced kind of thing i mean yes captain marvel's obviously a big discussion point that everyone was like why is the most powerful being in the universe at this point a woman but again don't matter why does it matter um but like there's never been an in-world conversation about it Mm. and like we've had quite prevalent black characters of the likes of john don Cheadle um and his Rhodey and you know of uh, and Anthony Mackie's, Mackie's win, um I was gonna say Win Soldier Falcon then um but like they've been prevalent characters Panther. but there's never been um, and obviously Black Panther yeah but the, but the thing is is in a 
prevalent black characters in a minority position. Put, I'll put it that way. Because obviously Black Panther is in a country where, the, as Shuri said, a white man is the minority in, the, in, that, in that instance. So I think the discussion there is... They do discuss it, especially, obviously, Black Panther is a, is a entire movie as a concept discusses it. And, of course, um, Michael B. Jordan, I can't remember his character's name. Um, his, Killmonger. That was it. Um, his father, the whole point is, is that he's, he's saying that our people are out here and they're dying. And so the overall context of that movie had that discussion inside of it. But I think in terms of Falcon especially, him becoming Captain America, I believe, needs to be problematic in the world. It needs to have its haters in the world because otherwise you're portraying a world where as much as it's idyllic and we want it to happen, we know that the MCU is not a perfect world. We know that Mm. there is hatred inside of it. And so portraying that everything else is exactly the way we, we you know it is in almost real life but the thing that's not is you know there's no prejudice against black people i think he's almost avoiding the conversation rather than trying to go look we're living in an idyllic world no no have the conversation yeah i'm i'm again it just goes back to that frustration i don't care particularly who ends up as captain america as much as i do but that is part of the conversation yeah. Um, and I think it is interesting to see the the way the Disney Plus shows are taking the opportunity of screen time to explore concepts that mm. the, the MCU has, has touched on and addressed in, I'd say, the two we're seeing now, Race and Grief. Yeah. We've addressed um, Wanda's Grief before, but we've never had A the specific in-depth deep dive. analysis. The therapy sessions we all had with Wanda. Yeah. Um, have never been able to take place in the movies because we've had to watch people fight too much. Which is what a lot of and which is what in the, which is yeah. what I'm happy the movies are for. Which is why I'm glad the TV shows exist to explore these yeah. elements. And I'm very interested to what Loki will explore mm. as we're going to clearly see these issues come up. And I, I would be interested if Loki is going to explore redemption. Yeah. With Loki obviously taking place straight after. Well, the Avengers. Okay, so that, that's a good that's a good segue. I was going to ask you really is, let's talk timelines. We know mm. that the the ones we know of so far, Loki straight afterwards, as you say. One division is two weeks after Endgame. Yeah, the end of Endgame, I should say. Um, Spider Man six months, eight months, I think it was actually. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier obviously was supposed to come out as you say past uh, before One Division. Mm-hmm. Um. Everyone was. It was supposed to come out after Black Widow. Everyone was going to wonder whether that was obviously going to impact it. We know that Black Widow happens in the past. That's a separate thing. But I believe. When do you believe this takes place? Oh, I don't really. It, it takes place after Endgame. Yes. Um. Obviously, but I don't really think it matters because I think so. So let's talk about verticals. Let's talk about the MCU has spun itself into a series of verticals. Mm-hmm. We've just addressed the multiverse vertical, mm-hmm. which we know will include Spider-Man three. And Doctor Strange. As well as WandaVision. As well as WandaVision. Um, the next vertical that's clear is the space one, which mm-hmm. includes Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. And we know because the Guardians of Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in the next Thor movie. Yeah. Um, we have 
movie, we have the vertical of Captain Marvel, where we now know Monica Rambeau, Ms. Marvel, and Captain Marvel will all show up, and we we presume that the scrolls and Nick Fury will have something to do with that movie. You see, I honestly believe before we get on to the next one, because I, this, this kind of leads into my big point, I believe as much as there are verticals, there are crossovers between the two as well, especially because those two... 100%. I, I think Space and Captain Marvel will end up becoming one vertical. Yes, but I just mean in terms of in the projects we know that are currently directly linked. So we know that Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy, they're both in each other's movie, well, potentially. Do we know We that... know that... Because my question is, we've got Jane Foster coming up in the Thor movie, is yes. and that she's going to be Lady Thor. Yes. Is that a crossover between Doctor Strange, whatever happens in that movie with the multiverse, and Thor? Potentially, I don't think so. I don't think it'll be multiverse. Unless they really blow the multiverse wide open. But then I don't think we've heard enough about other potential multiverse characters mm. for it to be so. We'll see. Um, but but I, I do think we're, we're, whether there's crossover, whether it be Monica Rambeau crossing over to that one um, and stuff, there are clear mm. story arcs that are happening. Yes, no, I do. And that's what I think the are. And I think the last one being the Earth vertical, mm-hmm. which, from my understanding, starts in Black Widow... Yeah. will continue into Falcon and Winter Soldier and carry on into shows, potentially She-Hulk, but more specifically Hawkeye. Yeah. As, I don't know if this is rumoured or confirmed, but Ye- Yelena Belova, trying yes, to say that, that right, I've Yelena Belova, yeah. is confirmed to appear in Hawkeye, confirmed to appear in Black Widow, and I believe it was rumoured, or potentially confirmed, that she will have a small appearance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Which is which was supposed to obviously come after her appearance in Black Widow, but will now tease her before she reappears in uh, Black Widow. I do believe that obviously she's, as you say, going to be maybe the through link between them, um, mm. and I think that will be quite interesting. I wonder whether she, because we know that She Hulk may impact, may be impacted by Daredevil. We don't. There's obviously a load of rumors that happened there. We don't know if She Hulk. And obviously, Moon Knight's going to be happening. Is he going to be a member of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because there's been quite a lot of affinity there in the past. Um, mm. And I do believe the whole... And I think this is where it comes into it. The Earth arc, I believe, is still not going to be one particular thing. Because I think, obviously, there are still going to be movies based in Earth that aren't going to be part of that. Say, Ant-Man, Quantumania. You've got uh, Black Panther 2. And obviously... Um, whatever happens obviously with Spider-Man stuff we don't know what's going to happen there but I think there's going to be those impacted and I think this is the thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and this is why I think it does matter where it is in the timeline is because in a space of a year in the MCU you're going to have WandaVision Spider-Man 1 and uh, Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 and Multiverse of Madness as well as then Falcon and the Winter Soldier it matters where that is placed because if it's before one division, there'll be references to what might be happening there. If it's after one division, there'll still be references there. If it's after Doctor Strange, it's going to be massively impacted. And I think this is where the thing that we spoke about at the top of the show is just this idea of who's crossing over into what might be impacted by it. Because Marvel are now in a very tricky predicament where 
they can no longer sort of, because of Endgame, they can no longer just sort of say, oh, well, you know, this other character was off somewhere else like they did in Spider-Man. They can know, if it's all based in Earth, they have to accept that anyone else based on Earth is going to be affected by it. This is why we saw the Ancient One in Endgame, because there was always those questions of what were they doing when the Chitauri attacked? Mm-hmm. And I think this is the this is where Marvel are really going to have to play careful because, as we know, the hardcore, and it's important to say the hardcore Marvel fan base, because as we said last time, casual fans don't, don't really care, um, but the hardcore Marvel fan base will be nitpicking exactly what else is happening meanwhile in the other parts of the MCU and probably sort of going, well, if that's happening somewhere else, what and that's supposed to be universe shaping or massively impacting on the entire earth why hasn't that impacted this show so i I like yeah i like your thinking but i think you're wrong and the the evidence i will cite (laughs) you being wrong is in one division at no point does anyone think to call any other avenger does it does anyone reference any other no exactly and I think there will be a suspension of disbelief. People were upset about this. So when the MCU first, the Avengers happened, and then Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor happened. Those movies yeah. were consecutively next. And people were like, well, why doesn't Iron Man, you know, call up, like, Captain America? Or, or why doesn't Captain America mm-hmm. tell Iron Man to, like, see where Hydra's at? Or, or anything. Yeah. And I think what happened as the movies went on is just belief was suspended yeah. and you have to it, just accept kind of comics that as well yeah they can't just constantly be trying to work out why everyone can't be there because sometimes you're just in a moment just like in the real world where you're dealing with something you don't just yeah. call everyone up who might be able to help like, yeah, you yeah well, yeah this? You just like, that's exactly it isn't it i'll it's give it a go realistic kind of moment of you know you're having trouble and you sat there going, oh, I need someone to talk to. Say it's as, as small as that. I just need someone to talk to. Why don't you call up everyone? Well, because you just don't. Yeah. And I think, and yeah, I suppose that is very much a good point. Especially with the Avengers now being what presumed to be an unofficial entity with no Avengers movie. Well, we know one will come back. There's not one on the horizon. Yeah. Um, there's not one laid out. Um I think it's clear that the Avengers is to a degree disbanded and they're not friends in the same yeah. way I think we like to think when we watch them fighting. I don't think um, they all want to hang out together. I think they all have their own lives that they want yeah. to live. And yeah, yeah. Spider-Man wants to spend time at school with his girlfriend and his friends. He yeah. doesn't want to constantly be solving Wanda's problems for her. I think if no, yeah. called, he would. It's the same reason like why Ant-Man wasn't called upon in Infinity War, or why Hawkeye wasn't called upon in Infinity War. is probably a better example. Hawkeye well, was a Hawkeye massive part of the Avengers. But he was like, I'm stabbing? not part of that anymore. I'm no, Hawkeye's not stabbing yet. Hawkeye's a no, no, no. In Infinity yeah. War, he was just like, uh, you know, I, I'm not part of this anymore. And they yeah. kind of just went, no, he's not. It's the same as Ant-Man. He was under house arrest. You just sort of didn't call upon him. Can I, can I ruin Ant-Man? I, I can't remember where I saw this. Oh, Ant-Man 2. So you know how they say he's under house arrest? Yeah. Um, His house arrest is coming to end in to the day. It's like the last day or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But they don't disappear immediately. Yeah. Which means the day that Infinity War happens over, technically 
Ant-Man can't be under house arrest anymore because his house arrest ended and he should actually have been good. The time between the end of the movie and whether in the, the post credit scene, it can't be the next day. Like, you know what I mean? We're not just hopping straight back into the quantum tunnel the next day. We're like, we'll have a nap. We'll have a rest. <laughs> so where on earth was Ant-Man? He wasn't under house arrest. It's true. It, yeah, it's, it, it's very distressing to but me. But at the same cause... time, they only called upon him once and whether they'd call upon him again. As it's, no, but they specifically know. say, we can't, he's on house arrest. Oh, right. They actually, they make the point of saying him and Clint are on house arrest. But yeah, does it, technically he's not on house arrest, which also should therefore suggest Hawkeye wasn't because his would have presumably ended at the yeah, same time. Yeah, but Hawkeye's time. also retired. That's why he wasn't called upon. I know, but he says that they war. specifically say they're not retired, they're on house arrest. Or maybe they do yeah. say Clint's retired. I don't remember. Anyway... Ant-Man 2 is ruined, as point if is, anyone cares, because no yeah. one likes that movie. But yeah, but my point is, is yes, the verticals are interesting. But I think at the same time, I think my argument would be back to you, is as much as I think that's probably the way they're going to be going, um, because it is too complicated, especially when you have so many properties in there. They've brought 20 movies out at this point, you know. <laughs> it's going to be too much. But yeah. if I put it in a real-world example for us, um, and I'm not wishing this was going to happen, you know, of course, touch wood that it won't, but me and you don't live in London, right? Correct. If a bomb went off in London, we'd soon we'd know about it, wouldn't we? Correct. This is what I'm saying. Yes, okay, you don't call upon someone when you need to, you don't call upon everyone when you need to chat. But if a big world event happened, you'd hear about it. So okay. I don't know, don't necessarily think they'd have to mention it because of course you don't just mention it. Of course, if it's set over a number of days, a number of time, or whatever it is. You don't have to include every single conversation they had. That's how you create the room by Tony Wiseau. Too much in it. My point is that if there was a big... So if this is set after... Obviously, one division's a separate thing because it was almost contained. Mm-hmm. But if, it was, if this is set after Multiverse of Madness, there needs to be either a reference to it in this or an explanation as to why it's not in this in Multiverse of Madness. So this is definitely set before Multiverse of Madness, 100%. This okay. is, this is set, definitely after one division, obviously, but presumably before anything else is going to happen. Okay. Um, I the point I would make on there in terms of, would you have to reference it? We know that Wanda set off this hex and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Is that reference in any way in Spider Man Far From Home? Well, no, because or... what I'm saying, one division is different because it's contained. And as no, you no, say, but, you made a very good point in the fact that. They didn't call upon any Avengers. They, you know, it's not Shield. It's Sword. It's a very contained event between Sword and the FBI, so it doesn't need to be referenced anywhere else. But I think it should be in the logic of well, this would have been on the news. There were people. It, there were people living in this town. They can't silence the whole any, town. No, but the thing is, the FBI and Sword can hide things like that. But but I think, but then you could say they could hide anything. They can't well, hide the point, an entire though, town being held think, hostage. But I think if that's if the way that the MCU is going to go is just suspension of disbelief, it happens in that case. Why does Spider Man? At what point in Spider Man should he have referenced the events of One Division? I think I'm not. There, there isn't a reason for him to. He doesn't no. need to. So why would he? I don't think if Doctor Strange opens up the multiverse and Doctor Strange is off hopping between realities, I don't think it needs to be referenced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, even if it was after, because well, they've probably talked about it, but now they're on a mission. Now they've got bigger things to talk about. No, but what I'm saying is, like, but going back to the original point, which I kind of think is almost lost at this point, 
is mm. I think that its place in the timeline does matter because of all these things then. I don't think it matters where you place it. It doesn't need to reference any. No movie has had a big enough event or will have. Yet. <laughs> okay, but I don't think anything in Doctor Strange is going to be big enough or affect the real world enough to impact them that they'd be talking about it still over a certain amount of time. Yes, if if you take Winter Soldier as an example, when all the helicarriers fell down, mm-hmm. yeah, but Tony probably did call up and was like, yo, what's, what's, what's happening over here? And it was referenced in Spider-Man as well. Spider-Man Homecoming referenced... Yeah, because they, three helicarriers they falling past, out the sky. When they were going into Washington, yeah. they went past the Triskelion development site. Yeah, but it's not. But they, no character in they didn't say. Oh, no, that's why Captain America but it's did in this. In the movie, is what I'm saying. But why does I think? But that's only because they went past Washington. Yeah. If they hadn't have been in Washington, would they have referenced it in any way, shape, or form? No. No. So, like, if Doctor Strange opens the multiverse. And then goes in, or or we start seeing characters pop up, or something. I can't really. I, I don't know. Let me use a different example. If in Shang Chi there's a giant fight, and there's a dragon, and there's a fight in, say, New York, yeah, and there's mm-hmm. a dragon trash in New York or something like that, is that in any way relevant to what's happening on the other coast of America with Falcon and Winter Soldier? That would be enough for them to talk. Like this happens all the time for them. They're yeah. just like, no, oh, remember when there was a dragon? <laughs> yeah, but, but again, it's that. No, but I'm saying, but would they constantly be saying that, or would they? No, do they need they to? They wouldn't constantly, and I don't think they need to. And this is what I'm. But I'm, what I'm saying is, they also shouldn't ignore it. Yes, they should. No, no. You, I'm, I'm. We'll move past this at some point, guys. I do no, we won't. We will. This is the but, rest of the podcast. This is it. This is what you get. What I'm saying is, if the writers are going to write something, and they're going to, I don't know, as you say, go past New York, or if they're going to. Um, have it so that they end up they're talking about the Avengers or any or or talking about the crap that they've seen as you say I think it would be pretty strange to have them sort of talking about this sort of thing and not reference where these big events have happened which I agree with but I'm not saying they should have that moment but what I'm saying is if they did have that moment and this is why it matters where they're placed if they did have a moment like that when they're placed after one uh, after if, if a massive event happened in um, Multiverse yeah. Madness and this is placed after it and they have a conversation in the series about all the crap weird stuff they've seen if they didn't reference it when going back to this series it would feel it would be strange that they hadn't mentioned it. And that's, this is my point, is why I think they're not going to reference it is because then there will be... And so Marvel has shot themselves in the foot time and time again by trying to explain everything. And I will point yes. to my example of Spider-Man Homecoming, which has a tag that says, I think it's seven years ago or later. Eight, eight years later, yeah. Eight years later. But that movie cannot take have taken place eight years later. And Kevin Feige has since come out and said, it's, it's uh, we may have just put the wrong number in. <laughs> that's literally what it is. They they just said that's the wrong number, yeah. because people like us are going to sit and we're going to say, well, it's eight years later, which means Spider Man Homecoming actually takes place after Endgame, which means Spider Man won't appear in Endgame because of this, because of this, because of that, <laughs> or it just doesn't matter and they put a typo in. And I think that's the exact reason that they're not going to constantly do this referencing thing, and they will try to actively avoid it. 
mm-hmm. because fans will constantly, just like we just did, in fact, with Ant-Man, we've gone, well, actually, that's not possible because Ant-Man's isolation ended this day yeah. and Infinity War had to have taken place at least two days later. No, yeah. So, like, no, the they, thing is- I think they'll avoid those sorts of, of comparisons and contextual things yeah. just because it's just a pain to try and... Yeah. There must be just one guy who works at Marvel who's just, like, continuity got the, the that, Charlie... The what's his name? continuity people. Yeah, Charlie what? What's his name? Where he got the, the war with all the red oh, Charlie lines. Charlie Cox. Not Charlie Cox. No, it's not Charlie Cox. That's Daredevil. I'm still in yeah. Marvel mode. Anyway, um, you know the meme. Charlie got Day. Charlie Day. I don't think that's it either, but whatever. It is. Um, he's got the map and he's got all the red lines. He's just going yeah, crazy. There must that. just be one guy at Marvel in the basement who's just like, but it doesn't <laughs> make sense. And well, I think... here's the thing. And I think even like... Even though we're here, sat here talking about the continuity and where this is going to fit into stuff, I'll mm-hmm. have to also say, when I get around to watching this and when I then go and watch other movies, mm-hmm. will I be thinking about any of that? No. Which is why I don't think they're going to bother. Because you don't care and it doesn't make a difference. Moving on. <laughs> Last word. I win. <laughs> More like I can't be bothered to, talk, to argue against you, but sure. <laughs> No, I, I'll take that as a, a solid victory for something that matters more than anything else we've ever talked about. This is the most important thing I'll ever argue, apart from the fact that hashtag vision blew up. Um, <laughs> vision should have been, you changed the hashtag. Nah, I didn't. It's said hashtag, prove it. And I know there's an audio recording which you can prove it with, but, you know, get True. away. Get get down. If, if, if you be fair, if you went to the effort to rewind this episode and prove it, you deserve whatever dig you get at me. Anyway... Zemo is a beautiful character. <laughs> Quick 180 there. Yeah, he is. And I think it's going to be a really... Like, I love... Oh, is it David or Daniel? Bro. It's Daniel. Daniel Bro. It's neither um, of those. I said Daniel. Oh, I thought you said Damien. Anyway. Um, I said, is it David or Daniel Bro? Anyway, uh, he's a very good actor. I, I think the first time I saw him was in Rush, which is a film about uh, Mickey Lauder, who's an F1 driver. Um... And James Hunt, and that also had Chris Hemsworth in it. And it was really good, and he was an amazing actor in it. Um, when he was announced as Zemo, it was brilliant. Um, I kind of hoped we'd see more, not of a comic accurate, but more of a, this guy's a, a big, like one of Captain America's big adversaries. Mm. Um, adversaries? Anyway. Um, but, like, it seems like we're getting it now, especially with a more comic accurate like mask that's quite cool i would love i think i've seen a fan theory out there um and it's important to say this is a theory don't hype yourself up too much if this isn't the case um but i've seen the fan theory out there that he chose that because it almost mimics thanos and it's kind of like taking the mick out of well it's it's taunting these guys because he you know he looks like a big purple chin guy um that would be be very interesting yeah and it'd be certainly akin to his character I'm yeah. just trying to get psychologically to the to the superheroes. I think it's very important that he's also the adversary here because, like, if you think about what the question we've kind of put forward of, you know, what might happen with the Captain America mantle, I think he's very much the person who would be opposed to that. And yeah. I think he'd be very much a person that goes, we don't need more of these super soldiers as we saw in Civil War. So I think it, it makes perfect sense that he's the person they bring forward rather than try and bring in another villain. I'm very excited for an MCU villain to finally reach the ranks of Kingpin and uh, the Purple Man from 
the Netflix yeah. shows in terms of the not just the development they have, but the psychological warfare, if you yeah. will, that they inflict. And yeah. I think the Purple Man is obviously a much more clear example of psychological warfare. But I'm excited to see time spent on Zemo. I would love if in the same way we had a S.H.I.E.L.D. episode in WandaVision, if we had an episode that looked at Zemo. Mm. Flashbacks be made. I'm not really interested in those because he's just a sad old man. What I'm interested in is just seeing like how he got out of prison, how he got to where he is, the, the thought process that he develops, and and I love that sort of cerebral um, thinking that they've used a lot with Vision. I would love to see that with Zemo, and I think that's what makes him a a, a specifically perfect villain to be chosen. In the same way, Purple Man was fantastic for Jessica mm. Jones because. And Kingpin was fantastic with Daredevil because Jessica Jones and Daredevil can punch you to death. Yeah. They will fight and make them go round after round after round. And they do very but, well to, to show that in the series. Yeah, but Jessica Jones is defeated because he gets in her head. And I, I, I think the same with Falcon and, and Winter Soldier specifically. They're not necessarily the smartest or most intelligent mm. or most cerebral MCU characters we've got. And I think to put them up against a villain who is outthinking them at every turn yeah. so they can punch as many bags as they want but they can't outthink him and yeah. i think in in the way we saw zemo go oh there's secret hydra guys there's some secret guys mm. who were all trained they were all winter soldiers there's lots of them and winter soldier believes that's what Zemo's plan is, is to wake up these Winter Soldiers and yeah. that's the sort of path you're led down for that movie and then you get there and he's like nah they're just dead nah no he just hates them but I think um, I, I think that's the thing is we see him get inside of people's heads especially like yeah. Winter Soldier I think it's an, it, Winter Soldier is a very psychological character just because of the way that he was almost created I think it would be I don't know how and I think this is why it's, it's just so interesting to me I don't know how they would but it would be really interesting to see a psychological attack on Falcon, who we almost see yeah. is almost not an impervious psychological character, but someone who we haven't seen much of. And I think it's like seen much of a depth of psychological analysis on him because, and I think this is where it comes into it is that he's going to be psychologically, I think um, sort of like delved into in this series as we've said, because of the race stuff, it is a lot of the time a lot more of a psychological, mental issue um, that people have like feel. It's a it's you know that prejudice against someone. It, it makes you feel something. And obviously, there are the physical sides of it, but a lot of it is a mental side of things. Um, and I think having that, and then having a character that, as you say, is more of a psychological threat to these characters, mm. I think, is a really interesting decision to make. Um, but I think as well, it's, it, it shouldn't be blown over that this is the first time I believe that we're seeing a villain return to the MCU, other than Thanos, which had a two-parter. No, we've seen we've seen I guess Loki, but but, but as but as a, as a main villain, like Loki never returned as a main villain. Uh, I think you could argue Ronan because he returns in Captain Marvel as a mm, flashback. It's yeah. Um. I know he's not. Well, he does. No, he does blow. He does. He says he's going to blow up the Earth. So yeah. you know, bad guy. Yeah, but um, yeah. I suppose we're only maybe the other occasion of it, and Lee Pace again is amazing. But, actor, but so. 
again, that's a flashback. You're right. I think this is the only time we've seen moving forwards. Yeah. Um, a villain returning. A villain returning. And returning as well. It's not like, it's not like a reintroduction of the character. It's not like a, um, like we had with Red Skull, like it's in a different kind of form. This is, he has been captured. Uh, this is very much comic accurate. He has been captured and imprisoned once, and now he's, he's back. Broken out. Yeah. I and I I really this is the one of the this is one of the things that I feel to me has been what is missing with all comic book adaptations. Trying to get that mm. word out um, is one of the things I love because I remember watching cartoons as a kid, um, and you'd see characters return so they've had one fight against this character and then they're back again or they're back again with a different plan and you see these giant villain prisons one thing i'm desperate for desperate for in the mcu is to have Mm. a prison where they put all these villains that can lead to a giant so they don't need they don't need to recreate a new one yeah i'm in there the the raft that's the raft that already exists and i just love i love that oh i can't remember what it's called but ant-man has created a prison which is like a tiny prison yeah so everyone's shrunk down in it um so you can't escape because you're tiny if you escape and Um, the fantastic four has the the, is it the negative zone that he puts them in yes i believe it's in it's the phantom zone zone in dc yeah, he's, he's and then the negative zone in there, and there's a prison in there. So even if you got out of prison, you're still stuck in the negative zone. Anyway, I love the prisons, and I love the breakout episodes where people break out or characters work together within the prisons, mm. or or a hero has to go and visit the prison to get the information or the yeah. idea that they need. And I just and it's, it's, it's cameos galore. So good. Give me Arkham Asylum. I yeah. dare you. Double, triple, double dare I think you. They will. And put Calendar yeah. Man anyway, in it. That's different. And then I'll be happy. <laughs> So I'm very excited for that, and I hope that's where we're going. Um, the other thing to talk about with Zemo is the Thunderbolts, which is the rumoured storyline which will thread these stories together, with Thunderbolt Ross appearing definitely in Black Widow, potentially appearing here, and maybe Hawkeye, and Yelena Belova being the other thread between them. Potentially oh, I think they he'll take... appear in She-Hulk as well. There potentially they will take... The Abomination is in She-Hulk. Potentially they will take Zemo... And maybe Winter Soldier, maybe Falcon, but he's Captain America now, um, to be Thunderbolts, which are sort of, they're not out and out villains. They're more, they're much more anti-heroic is my understanding. But they, so it's they kind do of Suicide things... Squad. It's kind of like a Suicide Squad. Yes, it's, that's the way of describing it. Well, they're are like they a suicide some kind squad. of Suicide Squad? I'm a um, so that might be somewhere good. The last thing I want to talk about because I feel it has been robbed of the coverage it deserves, is, I believe, and I'm going to botch this, Wyatt Russell. Yeah, um, as... Playing US agent. US agent, I was going to say. And I believe that's his name. But he's yeah. playing the new U- US government-affirmed Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, Wyatt Russell, if you haven't seen his Black Widow, Black Mirror episode, it's amazing. Mm. Um, it's a weird VR horror thing. Um, and it's, well, look, it's not, anyone it's not who's VR, a son of AR. Kurt Russell is going to be good. Um, yeah, it's just fantastic. And so uh, he has been very much sidelined in the promotion. Mm. I think in the same way, if you will, Haywood was sidelined yeah. in the promotion. We didn't really see... I don't even know if we saw any of him in the trailers. No. Um, but this huge character exists. And I just hope that he does something good. And I hope he's more of a physical adversary... Mm. Um, potentially 
And I think this is a reach. This might be the biggest Mephisto thing that I've seen rumoured, which would be that he's part of the what is at least a form of the Weapon X programme. That'd be cool. Um, I mean, I don't think it will be, but that'd be cool. Yeah, well, I don't think it would be called Weapon X because Weapon X is Wolverine, isn't he? Um, yeah. In which but, case... Yeah, yeah, because so, you have like Weapon 11 and stuff like that, yeah. So he would just be the super soldier programme. But yeah. um, I believe it could be a way of spinning off into that and finding our way to add Wolverine mm. somewhere down the line. Do I think any of that will be confirmed or appear here other than maybe a tiny Easter egg? No. Yeah. 100% would, not. It would I, be a tiny yeah. Easter egg at best. I, I don't think it's it's beyond the realms of possibility because if you look at... So I think if that would be the case, it'd have to be... That's where Thunderbolt Ross, Ross comes into it. I think the Super Soldier yeah. program. Because that's where, like, we know in The Incredible Hulk, before Captain America even came out, it was... That was what he was doing. He was yes. trying to replicate the Super Soldier serum. Um, and he decided to try and use radio waves. Uh, um gamma radiation instead of anything else but anyway you're like i think it's not beyond the realms of possibility because i think that's very much i hate to say it a governmental agency's thing to do yeah like we see with we see with haywood and sword is that it's trying to recreate a weapon i wouldn't have been surprised really like if that was a precursor to this or if that mm. was another another trial it's almost like the, the government had turned around to a load of agencies and said right we want to do this whoever does it first uh, kind of like with the Iron Get Man surprised. I think it's where Armour Wars comes in yeah um, but like that's another one we've not spoken about I think that might be another part of this sort of like big tangent of, of the earth based things I think Armour mm. Wars is going to be a big part of that um, but it, it's kind of like that uh, we need to replicate this technology. Whoever gets there first gets the biggest amount of cash. Yeah, and that Whoever might gets be where gets White Russell's government contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think I don't think it will be literally named as Weapon X. I, I it think, won't be. I'd be. I think. I think it was. if the. I think Marvel will most likely, like they did almost with Vibranium and Adamantium, mm. will most likely try and introduce things that are actually mutant things or x-men things i should say yeah without calling them the what they are in x-men like we don't have mutants we have enhanced well i kind of like the idea that no i i i would i would agree on the principle i think i think the way they might introduce mutants is by dropping words like adamantium and just just easter eggs like that but just just show they exist at the moment we can't vibranium is allegedly yeah, the strongest metal in existence yeah because i suppose that that's the question is there's two Amer- captain america shields isn't there so maybe that's the way they're all this is adamantium this because well, like uh wyatt russell has a captain america shield yeah is that the same shield as i assume so do you reckon it gets confiscated rather than yeah because they'll say it's government property because remember they took it off him in civil war because it was government property is it the same shield though as what the one that Captain America had. Yes, Captain America gives it to Falcon. They're going to that's Falcon. not the, that's one from Captain America's timeline. That's not the shield. What do you mean the shield? He takes it back with him. The one that gets snapped in half. So there isn't one then. It's snapped in half. It's not a shield then, is it? What are you talking what about? It's not. It's not their property then, is it? But, but but do they uh, unless in okay two points unless it's repaired 
to become yeah. that shield. Because to be fair, it must have been because there isn't lots of vibranium knocking about. And two, um, they don't necessarily know it's that and they might just take it anyway. And if yeah. there's lots of men with guns at the door, you probably just hand it over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think I think it will be confiscated. In, unless it's not confiscated and Falcon, rather than take that one off him, uses his own and maybe like this would be cool. Like... His obviously isn't made of vibranium, so it is smashed by the vibranium one, and that's when he's like, I'm Captain America. That'd Wyatt cool, Russell, go cry to your daddy, Kurt. Anyway, but, yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier is looking pretty fine. Mm. I think it's, 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 it, 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 we're at an interesting place because we're sort of now just exploring Phase 4 and the movies are constantly, and we'll see where Black Widow ends up, constantly being pushed we we inch closer and then they just go they just yeet a year later um i don't know that black widow can take another another no. push i think just put it on disney plus with premier access you'll make loads of money deal with it yeah um falcon and winter soldier is gonna be good we're gonna yeah. be covering it at the very least fortnightly if not weekly will depend how much there is to talk about so mm-hmm. for on that note we shall see you next week on the two dudes movie podcast um, where we're discussing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiere. Yeah. See you soon.